What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Just the Total Package and Craig the British Bulldog bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic, Hidden Gems of WrestleMania, Orton versus Taker. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWB2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Uh, guys, we talk about this match a lot. Um, I think we're still mad at the ending. I know I am, but uh, we, we can get right into it. Uh just want what? to give us some of the background on this one. Sorry, I couldn't help it. We, this it's is different. a we're in WrestleMania, <laughs> the march to WrestleMania, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Uh, and this is uh, Hidden Gems. Uh, we do Hidden Gems uh, every now and then here on the show. But I'm doing a WrestleMania edition because we're on the road to WrestleMania. And this is a hidden gem from one of my personal favorite WrestleManias, WrestleMania 21. Uh, Hollywood. Uh, it gets this match kind of gets buried because this is the night that Cena won his first world title and Batista won his first world title and Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels decided to show people what a really really great match was all about. Uh, so and Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio opened the show and they had the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match on this uh, WrestleMania. So it's a great WrestleMania wow. and uh, this match got buried. This was technically the first match where they kind of started acknowledging the streak, as in like setting it up for people would sort of challenge it every year. They Undertaker first um, acknowledged it uh, in 2002 uh, when he beat Ric Flair. He stood outside the ring and put up 10 fingers, and that's when he went 10-0. and 0. So I want to say, yeah, here he was trying to go 13-0, and 0, so he was 12-0 and 0 coming into the WrestleMania, but yeah. they decided to go a different way with Randy Orton. Randy Orton um, was currently part of uh, Evolution. Well, not currently. I think they were breaking up at this point, literally. Uh, and Orton had already been kicked out uh, before this. So Orton had a great run as Intercontinental Champion and kind of cut his teeth as part of Evolution. And then after that, he was unceremoniously kicked out of evolution how many um, years has one, he been had he been wrestling or top level at this point because he looks so young but i had no concept two, of how long he'd been like going. maybe barely two because he came aboard in oh two or oh three i don't remember so two and or then three by oh four okay. by oh four he was intercontinental champion he was part of evolution and he had a great feud with foley and he had a, he had a really good intercontinental championship run and then that summer in oh four he defeated chris benoit for the world heavyweight championship and became Who? the youngest World Heavyweight Champion, some guy. Uh -huh. um, and so after that, they decided to have Evolution kick him out of Evolution, and they turned him face. And I, that was a really bad move because, like, the crowd didn't really know what to do. He hadn't really established, like, he hadn't even really finished establishing his heel persona yet, let alone, like, you know, being face is hard. Like, you know what I mean? You have to be just vanilla and... On, you know, you have to find a way to modernize that whole, yeah, let's go. You know, that's just the, right, guys. Baby face is follow hard. me. Yeah, being a baby face is super. So come on, follow me. I'll show you a good time. So, uh, so the crowd started half kind of booing him and not really like giving him a big response. Uh, of course, Triple H took the title off him pretty quick, uh, after that. And oh, that's where it was kind of just floating around. I, it's so weird. I've never, never said that sentence ever before. Um, that Triple H just beat someone and cut their momentum off. It's weird. Um, so. So they were kind of struggling to figure out what to do. Then they bring Cowboy Bob Orton, for those who you don't know, uh, he's Randy's dad. 
and he still wore the goddamn cast, which is yes. just genius. Hilarious. His arm was broken Hilarious. for like 10 plus years. Because so, the gimmick was, like was back in the 80s years. in wrestling, the early rock and wrestling and WrestleMania, early WrestleManias, he had a broken arm, wrist, and wore a cast for about two, three years. So that was the joke And he was back always then. Piper's friend. He was always with Piper. And always hitting people with the cast. Um, and so for him to come back, get put in the Hall of Fame, and wear a fucking cast during this, it was fantastic. And I actually and never so, connected that. I because all I see is Bob Orton with a cast, so I never realized the ridiculousness that he was wearing a cast when I, we watched all these this years back later. Until you said that, so good. Because and, um, and part of the gimmick. So leading up to this match, so you start. They start talking about the Undertaker streak, and then Orton had already been the Legend Killer up coming this point. So then they broke him off from Evolution, and then the failed face gimmick didn't work well. And then then they were they turned him heel again, and then tried to just rebrand him and figure out his voice. So he was kind of pushing the Legend Killer thing even harder and then he said i'm going to challenge the biggest legend of them all the undertaker and i'm going to challenge a streak and i'm going to challenge him at wrestlemania because that's like his house so leading up to it they had awesome vignettes there was one where cowboy bob orton came down and he's like please undertaker my son could be the greatest star in the history of this business but he won't have that chance if you end him at wrestlemania i'm begging you. and he gets down on his knee and he grabs the undertaker's wrist and you see undertaker look at him like no like i'm not doing that and orton comes in and rkos him and that kind of sets the feud up undertaker i've never in my life knelt down to any man but by god i'm gonna do it right now and i'm gonna beg you please have mercy on my son Please. Taker, I'm begging you, man. I'm begging you. And uh, it was awesome. Like the, the vignette was awesome. So they lead all the way here to this match at WrestleMania. This is probably also, I know like some other streak matches, like the Shawn Michaels matches get, uh, and they're awesome. The Shawn Michaels matches, at least one of them is probably still the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. But you also had the Hell in a Cell against Triple H. You had one of my personal favorite Undertaker matches was against Triple H at WrestleMania 17, was really good as well. But I would say this match Never might be my secret. Yeah. Giant Gonzalez. This match. <laughs> King oh, no. Kong Bundy, WrestleMania 11. Um, <laughs> this match might be one of my personal favorite Undertaker Street matches ever because uh, nobody talks about it. I, I so was going to say, watching this back, um, I'm just so used to watching Taker slower, um, slower paced in the last like 10 years. He wrestled. And so it was this perfect dead man era where he didn't move around like early Undertaker where he couldn't move fast. He was agile and he was fast and he wrestled and he didn't like he didn't have to take his time with everything and like, he did it he, he did it he speed. did it with purpose craig as well and he used and, that speed when he needed to not all the time but and the way he jumped the way, off whoa. the way he launched himself off and hit like the guardrails and stuff here and how quick he was like he hit, this is peak taker mm -hmm. like it was great and to start it out too um this is also one of my favorite entrances of his like i know later they would do the lightning and Except it's all for whole production. Taz fucking it up but he made that he made me laugh the hardest. Like, so <laughs> is he floating? He's floating. This was at Staples Center. This wasn't a dome. So there yeah. was, you know, like yeah. almost 20,000 people in the arena for sure. But they put yeah. a bunch of fog or dry ice, like probably like maybe a foot or two off the ground in the aisleway. It's amazing how they kind of kept it yeah. quarantined, like right in that aisle. So the whole aisleway, you couldn't see the floor. It was just like fog. 
And Undertaker starts coming down and he's not walking. He's floating. Obviously, he's on like a pulley system, like, but you can't see his feet. Like, so from like his mid shins down, you couldn't see because it was really all under cool. fog. So it was awesome. He was like levitating down to the ring. But Taz made me laugh because that was he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> he's like, hey, see, he's coming down the ring, but it's not working. <laughs> it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> like, and I started laughing. 12 and 0 at WrestleMania. Bone chilling. Oh, oh, wait a minute. He's moving to the ring, but he's not. He's not walking. It's. I don't think, anyway. What the hell? And he did kind of spoil it, but yeah. then I laughed. He's like, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Because you didn't start to go like, oh, yeah, of course he's on a conveyor belt or like something until he said it. You just loved how yeah. awesome it was. He was floating down until Taz pointed, pointed it out. And he's like, how do you think he's all – how do you think he's doing that? Uh, anybody? Anybody out there? He's he's like floating because he's not walking because that's weird. Michael Cole is quiet for a reason. Michael like, Cole is probably kicking him under the table going, shut the fuck up. Shut up. And Vince probably up. Your piece. Shut up. He's on a conveyor belt. Everybody well, knows yeah, that. But you know, but but you also know it's it's not Vince telling telling Taz to shut up. He's telling Cole to tell Taz yeah. to shut up. This tell is him black magic. Said, shut this is some black up. magic. <laughs> you tell Taz that I that said that you just shut up. Like he's just it's, yelling. It's almost like, some sort here. of conveyor belt, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shut the fuck up. Ruining it. Oh no. Oh, Holy, no. He's not walking. It's almost like they put the fog down so you can't see his feet. <laughs> Shut up. Like he's shout he's out to our special his... effects guy, Jacob. Great job, Jacob. Like, shut the fuck it's up. Still, alas, it's still alas, it's still one of my favorite so uh and this was uh Orton comes out to his old music, the hey, nothing you can say. <laughs> it's not the voices song. It was well, like nice. a different we call it the golden showers because he'd do this in the entrance way yeah. and just golden like fireworks would fall. So I we like all that. affectionately like called it golden like, showers. Sparks. Yeah, Golden showers. That's hilarious. This was a different, yeah, it was a different Orton and like Orton for as young as he was here or whatever, it it was the perfect matchup. Like they both wrestled really well. The psychology in the beginning was cool. There was a there was a botch too where I think Undertaker ducked a clothesline or Orton ducked a clothesline and then he was supposed to come off with one of his own and they just ran into each other and Undertaker, you tell yeah, Undertaker goes, went for a cover. For, yeah, fuck it. And then finished his clothesline. Yeah. But it was there was a lot of spots I saw Randy calling too when Undertaker was doing the side headlocks at the beginning of the match. Orton was talking into his chest. You can kind of see it. Not so obvious, but I'm looking for it. So I'll see it more. And uh, they just did a lot of cool, like, really back-and-forth spot wrestling where he was quicker than The Undertaker, and Undertaker was trying to catch him, but he couldn't. And then Orton finally would get, like, when Undertaker got a chance to show his power, then he would, Orton would kind of succumb and roll outside the ring. There was a cool spot, too, where Orton drop-kicked him on the apron, and Undertaker launched himself off yeah. onto the guardrail. Uh, so you saw... Yeah, you saw things that Undertaker hadn't done in a long time, or even he never had a chance to really be that agile when he was the true dead man in like the mid nineties and stuff. Yeah. So it was really cool to see him actually wrestle here. And again, this was the first match where they started kind of putting a lot of stock in the streak where every year they were going to start building it more and more. And this was really the first mania match where I saw him. Like you saw the undertaker make a, a an effort to be like, I want to wrestle. I want to try to steal the show. I want to try to do. And I think he did a lot of good stuff. This match just had a lot of good back and forth, the false finishes. And, you know, I don't want to steal all the thunder here or whatever too, but that, the counter into the RKO was one of the coolest shit I've ever seen. Like yeah, I remember I watching it back in the day. So Undertaker grabs him by the throat and goes for the famous choke slam. He picks up Randy Orton, and as Orton comes down, Orton flips him into the RKO. It was great. 
and like the crowd popped really huge yeah. and like he got a false finish out of it. Undertaker got a shoulder up at two yeah. and they just started doing really, really cool stuff. And then before that fucking uh, Cowboy Bob fucking comes in the ring and uh, hits Undertaker with the, cast. with the cast. <laughs> he has the yeah. cast and hits him. Yeah. And the Undertaker, I think, got him. Didn't he get him? He punched him or something like that. He did a foot to the face and then Orton takes a bump like right to the outside. flies on the outside too like so Orton senior yeah him. interesting note on that uh, uh cowboy bob orton got put in the hall of fame with hogan and piper and all them and order the, night before. the night before and when they came out i think two matches later they you know they march out the inductees every year oh this was before uh, they walked him out yeah this is before they walked wow. him out orton came, orton cowboy bob orton came out holding his neck like because undertaker yeah, he and he kept it. doing this he's he all, oh, like doing that or whatever like so it's awesome, just man. it's genius work all the way around by cowboy and by orton here and by undertaker for kind of launching him like yeah. into the yeah. the next stratosphere because really like yes he had uh he had the rocket put on him here orton he's intercontinental champion who's a world heavyweight champion but i really think orton's career started here when you finally figure out your heel voice and i think orton was figuring that shit out and he was broken away from evolution and stuff. And that's fine that, you know, evolution was a big part of his career, but really like to me, he started here and undertaker was kind of tasked with the, Hey man, like we're going to start putting stock in your, your streak, but you gotta, you gotta teach this guy. And you could just see Orton move in this match. He was so good. Even back here, like his natural ability was just, I, yeah. it's, you don't see a lot of young guys that good. You just don't. With there, that kind of ring presence, just knowing where you need to be. Yeah. yeah. There was a point in the beginning yeah. of the match when, because Orton kind of slides away like a snake and gets the best of him. But the first time Undertaker gets him right in the face, uh, Orton sells this punch to the face. Like, yeah. it, it breaks his mouth. And the way he, like, kind of crawls on the ground. He's flopping on the ground. And he just sells that shot to the face. Like, it, it was well, and really even, good. Even when, even when Orton regains control from time to time, he still backs off because he's still rocked by Taker. He would take, take yeah. a second kind of, and, and kind of, kind of almost like the smelling salt. You're like, damn, he's, he he found he found himself. Yeah, and you sure. believed he had a shot at like actually this is this is early enough in the streak where you actually believe when when Orton um, came in and and did what he did and then um, the choke slam into the RKO. You actually thought like there was a shot. I thought of that was Orton be kind of because doing it. Not, they're not going to let you pin him when when Senior hits him with the cast. That's not going to happen. Yeah. the reversal after all of it yeah. and take your saves a little face. I thought that was going to be it, I, but that, that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Weren't we, when we were watching this in 05, weren't we all pissed off? Cause we thought Orton was going to take it and break the streak. And I mean, we never knew how it. long it was going to go. I remember being disappointed because I wanted Orton to beat him because I don't, we didn't really think how long, I mean, if he would have done it here, we would never would have had the Sean matches. We never would have had the hell in the cell. Fair. I mean, we might've had him still, yeah. but it wouldn't have meant as much. 
Um, so it's kind of, yeah. I'm glad the streak went on because there was years. I mean, there was nine years of WrestleManias after this point that yeah. they led yeah. all the way up to, you know, WrestleMania 30 when he finally lost. And, um, so I'm glad, but yeah, no, I remember as a fan here, I was like, dude, that'd be fucking cool. I mean, what better way to crown Orton than have him beat Undertaker at WrestleMania? And I could have right? sworn in, in shoot interviews that Taker said he would have liked to, did he say he would have liked to, or he would have liked to have given it to Roman? I know that, but he never said, he never said Randy, right? He never he wasn't I don't think so. Time. I don't think he ever like intended on giving it to yeah. Randy. And the way, well, the, and by the way, if if he was told to, he would have. I'm not saying that he was sure. The jerk in the yeah. back. If, if Vince yeah. had do the job, he would have done the job. But. And the the way it ended with like the the hubris of Orton putting him in a tombstone and mocking him, and then a quick reversal and Undertaker then tombstoning him for a quick pin. Like it was a perfect ending. It was like Legend Killer gonna finish you like the Legend. Like I've done so many times. And Undertaker's like nah, boom, tombstone, yeah. and then it was it yeah. was just a. Uh, a bunch of so, false yeah. finishes. Bob came in and They're, didn't. It was great. It was really good. He's going for the tombstone. Oh, no. That's the Undertaker's oh, finishing move. What the hell? And Undertaker reversed it. He can look at this one. Jump on the Kyle Driver. Wow. Here's the cover. Goodbye. He got him. What a match. 13 Mando for the Undertaker. Man. The reversals, you know, like the one where, where Taker puts you into the corner and he comes off the rope real quick, but then Orton gave him kind of a sling blade and instead. I'm like, oh, that was dope, and it was really fast. And you're seeing that, like you said, you saw the reversal into the um, into the RKO. The only better RKO reversal is still Seth Rollins um, with the curb stomp. Is that still the best one in my opinion of the reversals ever? But this one's probably the second best. Look at that. He um, caught. Um, oh God, what's that high flyer's name? Um, What's happening? What's happening to my head? Dissolving it. You're dissolving like the Undertaker's face. You can't wear white on that background. That's what. That's all I'll say. I didn't even do anything. I didn't even move. I'm kicking myself right now for not remembering the aerial wrestler's name that came along later. Orton caught him doing. He did like a 360 backflip off the ropes, and then Orton caught him in the RKO. Uh, on that one too, but I think the Seth is probably my favorite um, for That's sure. My favorite. But uh, I, I forget like so how much I I forget how much I love the Undertaker choke slam into the RKO. It was like, good. Yeah. Every time I see it, I'm like, God, that was so. And it wasn't super clean, and it reminded me because like you saw like Undertaker kind of landed on his knees first, and Orton kind of landed awkward, and it, not in a bad way. It wasn't a botch. It reminds me of a, a comment that Funk said, and I think I probably heard this from Foley's podcast where Funk's like, I kind of like it. And and fully learned from this because Funk told him early on, I don't like clean stuff all the time. He's like, so if someone backdrops me and I fall like sideways on my hip, he's like, I kind of like it because I'm resisting. I shouldn't want them to backdrop me and me do a perfect swan dive, you know, mm. into a backdrop. He uh, Fun Terry Funk's always like, I like to like look like I'm struggling and they got me like, you know, they forced it on me yeah. and he's like, cause it's, and so I like that counter from the choke slam because he got him up and then Orton turned over and the camera even zoomed in almost too much. It was almost a bad camera shot. Yeah, it was and too then close, because yeah. they didn't pan out to see Orton lay out, you know what I mean? And try to hit the RKO, but undertaker landed on a knee first. It wasn't a flat, like beautiful RKO. Like we see where the bumper and Orton are landing simultaneously. You know what I mean? Like face bumping and back bumping. 
Undertaker like trying to hit it like not sloppy. I, I want to say these words, but I don't mean it didn't look bad at all. It looked great. And like, yeah. so it looked real. It looked, real. It looked like it just real. who's ever reversed that before. Like to me, though, I remember as a fan thinking when Undertaker did the old school, I'm like, how easy would it for be for him to pull him off from old school into an RKO? And they never did it. And cool I remember too. as a fan, I was like, God, like I would love to have seen that spot. That would have been a second one they could have done to pop the crowd even yeah. bigger. But the choke slam will do. Like it was just pretty awesome. Like and by the way, the false finishes, the way they were set up, the crowd just kept pumping up and up and they up. Ate them and up. They got higher and higher. It was like the match was really good. I I think I think I was gonna in my mind I was gonna crap on it in the beginning because I, I know this isn't that doesn't hold up, but I but I know what we thought about it in 05 because we were pissed off that Randy didn't win. But looking back on it now, I I think it holds even more weight and merit than it did in 05, If that makes any sense, it's well. So a hidden gym is and you got to think before fitting. this match, like so before this match on this card. You had mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero opening the card. You had the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. Both both matches fantastic. Uh, yeah. And then after like one or two matches, uh, probably two matches after this, um, they did Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. And it's like it just gets buried, unfortunately, pun intended, on this card because um, nobody thinks about it. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, that's when Eddie fought to yeah. uh, open the show with Guerrero." That's when. And like you said, uh, uh, Cena yeah. and Batista won. Yeah, won Cena, first Cena world beats title, JBL for his first ever WWE World Title, and Batista beats Thank Triple H. Thank goodness for, for that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to talk about this because if people, I I know a lot of people have forgotten about this match. That's why I'm calling it, and it's WrestleMania season, so I want to keep WrestleMania theme. This is a hidden gem that people should go back and watch, and it's a it's a not talked about streak match, which is really worthy. It's a early great work early from Undertaker where he's he just started his great match WrestleMania. Unfortunately, the next year he ended up fighting uh, Mark Henry in a casket match, which wasn't that good. But the oh. year after. The year after he took on Batista, and that match was awesome. And then really, Undertaker didn't have a bad Mania match all up until he lost to WrestleMania 30. So this is kind of like the beginning of, like, not only is there a streak, but, like, Undertaker went out of his way after this to be like, my match is going to steal the show if I can have anything to say about it. So this was a great match. It's something that everybody should go back and watch, especially since we're all priming up for WrestleMania. Why not? Do it, stupid people. Idiots. Not to get off the off Fucking the subject of just the match itself, but we talk about seventeen and nineteen being like the top two WrestleManias, and nobody, everyone disputes which ones one and two, right? And nine, just twenty, and <laughs> nine, and eleven, Ooh. and eleven, and four, um, and four, and four. no, um, yeah, no, um, sorry, that's terrible. No, uh, and two, two was the best. No, yeah, sorry. two is um, yeah. So would you would you put this in your top three, top five WrestleManias? Because it was this like is- that. I would say I got to think about it to do top three, but top five, no question. No question. Wow. That's for me. Yeah. 21 top five company. And like you said, and, and taker, taker Orton is forgotten about. That's just when you think about just the the name power, because that's how good the WrestleMania was. Um, And people might even forget at this point that, that Orton had a streak match with the undertaker. I don't think a lot of people will remember that. Yeah, I, I never forget because I was I was mad that he lost. Yeah, but, yeah, and I'm glad he didn't win. But at the same time, we were fans of Orton back here because we just saw the, the potential in Orton and the way he moved and and just yeah. he was so good, you know. But obviously, he was I a little pain him. in the ass in the back, you know. So and he had to learn to get mature. Yes, that's what I thought of when I thought of it because uh, Orton was young and he wasn't the legend and the suit, the superstar and the top A plus guy he was. And Undertaker right. was the guy in the back. So I kind of. I try to get a sense of how they work together and whether Undertaker kind of respected him or was showing him and teaching him a bit of a lesson. But they, I saw none of that, and it seemed completely seamless, and they had a fantastic match. So, like, yeah. But I thought that same thing. I was like, Orton was young, and this was his dick years. How did Undertaker 
work with him and like what I felt what like what was going on with those guys in here, but it was flawless. I think the reason why Orton was given so many chances is because you could just watch him and watch Undeniable. how good he was. He was really fucking good. Yeah. Just He's you were really talking about him selling good. the right hand and just everything he did. It was so effortless. Like Orton didn't stress about anything. He didn't struggle with anything. It was just kind of mm, like he was just really good at it. There was a couple botches in this match, but the clothesline one being one that I remember the most, but they covered up from it so well. Was the last ride thing at the end before Bob Sr. came in? A botch? I thought it was, but then Bob Sr. came in and I was like, maybe that was intentional, but it did look like that was a botch too. Yeah. Where he brought him up for the last ride. And, and then Orton, they fell on him. I think, yeah, Orton. Was but he was too to close to the ropes. I think that's the only thing that was wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, good match. Again, uh, we're Hidden Gem, WrestleMania. Go treat yourself, you fucks. Idiots. <laughs> Fro- Marks. Mark ass Marks. Whoa. I like this, Craig. I like for, when Craig supports me. Fucking off of the audience audio, that doesn't want to watch. For yeah. audio fans, give us a list on Apple, Spotify, Shut Dave. Right? Radio Shit. Don't give us shit. Podcast. You should uh, Mark ass more. Watch our videos on YouTube. Hey, hey do us a favor and channel. shut the fuck up, Dave. How about that? <laughs> on social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP 2019. Sharing opinions with you. Podcast. Sharing opinions with you. Uh, <laughs> oh, for the OWP, this is Dave, Justin Craig signing off. Ah, head and jobs are mine, you know. Well, put a pen in that. <laughs> we'll put a pen in that. How about going? Head and jobs. Yes, do you want to sleep? Every death of freedom, I'm a fat choice. Doesn't distort me, I don't want to eat.